This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the Academy Show on the Blood Red podcast channel. My name is Paul Wheelock and I am delighted to be joined on this latest look at the Reds' under-23 and under-18 teams by our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce. James will be at Goodison Park today for the mini-derby as the under-23s make the short trip across Stanley Park to play Everton. Unlike when the senior sides meet at Anfield in seven days' time, Everton will be favourites this afternoon. They top the Premier League two standings and sit nine points above a Liverpool side who suffered a 7-0 home defeat to Villarreal in the Premier League International Cup on Wednesday. But as James will explain, there were mitigating circumstances for what was a very bad night at the office for Neil Critchley's team. That said, the under-23s are struggling to reach the same heights they hit last season when they finished second in Premier League 2 and just two points behind champions Arsenal. They should though be much stronger against Everton. And as well as previewing the match, James talks to two goalkeepers and the defender who in particular will be hoping to catch the eye of Jurgen Klopp this afternoon. Curtis Jones certainly did that in the pre-season tour of America and we get the latest on the talented midfielder's progression. We also preview the under-18s UEFA Youth League game in Paris on Wednesday. Barry Lutus' exciting side are three points clear of Paris Saint-Germain at the top of Group C. But they were going to the game on the back of a 2-1 home loss to Derby County on Friday night, which took place after I spoke to James and which ended their nine-match domestic winning run. Bobby Duncan brought the Reds level with his 12th goal of the season, but Derby, despite being down to 10 men, scored again to settle the contest. James talks about the under-18s towards the end of this podcast, but we start by previewing this afternoon's mini-derby at Goodison Park, which kicks off at 2pm. And just a note, Liverpool women are also in action at 2 o'clock this afternoon against Birmingham City ladies at Prenton Park. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hi James, thanks for joining me on our latest Academy show. Now there's only one place to start and that's Sunday's mini derby between Liverpool and Everton at Goodison Park. Uh, Liverpool will no doubt be desperate as always to get one over their local rivals. But is that especially going to be the case after what happens to them in midweek? Yeah, I think obviously it was a, a chastening night for, for Neil Critchley's boys in, in, in midweek against Villarreal. I think that there were mitigating circumstances behind it. I think you know, anyone who's followed the under-23s closely would have probably seen the team sheet and, uh, and realised it was barely recognisable from the uh, the lineup that usually takes to the field. I think, um, you know, obviously, some injury issues. Matty Virtue, the captain, who's been the top scorer this season, he, he damaged his ankle, he was out. Bobby Adekanye and that Phillips out as well and then the likes of Curtis Jones and, and Rafa Camacho were involved in internationals Adam Lewis and Nico Williams had also been away with their countries so uh, you know they didn't start the game so it was a yeah very a very young and very depleted lineup and uh, yeah it was it was men against boys really on the night I mean Villarreal obviously play at a, it's essentially their their second team who play at a decent level in, in Spain and um yeah, Liverpool got an absolute hiding, but it'll be a you know, it'll be a very different Liverpool of the twenty three side that takes in the field at Goodison on Sunday. Yeah, they'll be stronger, won't they? You mentioned a couple of players they were expecting, Camacho, Lewis and, and Jones all to be available available again after playing for the countries. Yeah, they'll they'll all certainly come come back into it and then it'll obviously be interesting to see whether uh, whether Klopp decides to, to play a few of the kind of fringe first teamers in this one. It's He's kind of had a bit of a mixed approach this season. Obviously, we've seen people like Dom Solanke get an occasional run out. Nathaniel Klein played on one occasion. Divock Origi as well. Um, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see whether he 
whether he does look to to, to kind of hand hand a few over to Critchley for for this one because you know it'd be a decent competitive test. You know, it's Premier Two has its knockers and it's you know it's it's not ideal by any stretch in terms of preparing players for for, for, for what awaits them in, in the top end of the Premier League. But um, yeah, a, you know, a derby against Everton is always tasty, no matter what level it's played at and. And also, you know, the fact that Everton are, are top of the table in, uh, in Premier Two at the moment, they're a point clear of, of Derby. Um, you know, and Liverpool have, have, have struggled on the end of twenty threes this season. They're eight, eight in the league at the moment, only three wins out of ten. So they could, uh, you know, I'm sure Critchley will be hoping that that phone rings on the, on Saturday after the <laughs> game of Watford to say that uh, um, there's three or four players coming your way. Yeah, it it would be a real boost to to Critchley and the lads, wouldn't it? If they could if they could get a win on Sunday, because after finishing second last season, they came in for so much praise, and and that was after players went out on loan in the second half of last season. As you as you touched on, then it's been a bit more of a struggle, hasn't it, so far this season? Yeah, I think the big difference about the first half of last season, he had such he had a you know a pretty settled lineup, and you you think back to then, obviously Marco Gruitch didn't go out on loan till till January. Um, you know, he had the likes of Harry Wilson that was absolutely flying. You know, ben Woodburn playing regularly at that level as well. Um, it was a really, really strong 23 side. Of course, Danny Ings played a lot of football for the 23s in the first half of last season as well. And um, yeah, there's a big contrast. And you know, it's, it's been a much younger team uh, so far this season. Uh, obviously, you know, a, a, quite a few of those players who would have been involved have, have gone out on loan. The likes of Wilson and, and Ryan Kent and Ovi Ajaria and people like that. So, yeah, it has it has left a, a bit of a void, and he, he hasn't really been able to. You know, where last season he probably had six or seven that were playing every single game. He he just hasn't, hasn't had that this this time around, and you know, it's been, been a bit unfortunate in certain games where you kind of like watch them and come away scratching your head trying to work out how they, they didn't win because they, they certainly haven't been clinical enough. You know, they've struggled to, to score goals at times. But um, yeah, it's I think I think you could kind of tell from the way that the loan market worked in the summer. Um, and, and also Klopp hasn't been particularly forthcoming in terms, you know, there's been times when certainly you've, I felt that other players on the fringes of the first team squad you know, would have benefited from dropping down. That hasn't happened. It's only happened occasionally. And, and obviously all of that has contributed to uh, to, to Critchley, uh, Critchley's side having a bit, of a, a bit of a struggle in these opening months of the season. Just ask you about the goalkeeper position. I know it was Shamal George in that uh, against Villarreal in the week, but the under-23s have obviously got Grabar and Callaghan. And I think Callaghan's been with the Full Island squad recently, hasn't he? And, and Grabar is obviously very highly rated. Is this a real opportunity for these two? Because I know you did an article earlier this week basically saying that Mignolet's future is away from Anfield, if not immediately in January. But at some point, you know, Klopp's going to have to get a new number two. Do you think these two young lads, in particular, Grabar and Keller, may be looking at and thinking, well, this this could be our opportunity to impress here? Yeah, I think, well, that, that's certainly the way they, they should be looking at it. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Shalal George was, was back from back from Tramir to play against Villarreal, mainly obviously because Grabar and Keller had, had, had had international commitments of their own. Um, but yeah, certainly, you know, go back to pre-season and, there, there were there, there, the feedback on Kelleher especially was uh, ex- extremely positive. You know, um, coaching staff talking about how in, impressed they've been by his development. You know, they gave him a new long-term contract, um, and the same with you know Grabara is, is someone who's been on Liverpool's books for a few years now, and 
it'd be interesting to see whether one of them does go out on loan in the second half of the season. Um, there's been talk of Gobara potentially going out um, because I think I'd like to see that just because I don't really see the benefit of, of keeping both of them there to the end of the season because I think you know, in an ideal world I think Simon Mignolet would like to leave in January because you know, he's not he's not that kind of player that is happy to just sit on the bench and, and be back up you know, he, he desperately misses playing week in week out but I think you know he knows that Klopp is not going to risk having two young rookies as, as the only backup to Allison in the second half of the season so I think Mignolet I'm, I'm sure will be at Liverpool till next May but then you know I think that will be the time when uh, when he probably gets granted the move that, that he's after and yeah between now and then it, it's, it's down to Grabara and Kelleher you know whether that's out on loan in the second half of the season or, or training day in day out with, with John Atterberg at, at Melbourne to prove to Klopp that one of those has got what it takes to actually you know to, to earn Klopp's trust that he, that he could actually you know step in if if, if that, you know Allison ever had an issue or if it was a League Cup game and he wanted to give them a breather so um, you know both got a you know a huge amount of work to do ahead of them because um, you know it's we're talking about absolutely elite level now aren't we with, with Liverpool yeah. in, in terms of you know it's it's one thing proving that you could be a goalkeeper you know in, in the Premier League but we're talking about the absolute pinnacle in terms of winning the biggest prizes and you know, we've seen already this season the difference that so bringing someone in of Allison's calibre um, you know, the, the difference that that's made and you know, I'm sure that's probably training with Allison on a daily basis probably opened the eyes of Grabara and Kelleher to uh, you know, just how much uh, development they've still got ahead Definitely, I suppose with young players it's also you've got to be in the right time at the right place undoubtedly Trent Alexander-Arnold's a brilliant footballer but maybe there was a spot opening up at right back uh, I know you were asked about this on our Blood Red special Q&A earlier this week about Adam Lewis you know Moreno looks like he'd probably be leaving in the summer given his contract up is that something is, do you think Lewis is in a similar position where he's he's thinking God there might be a, there might be an opportunity for me there at, at left back maybe yeah I, well, I, that, that's certainly been the word that um, you know, Liverpool have have made no secret the fact they, you know, they, they seem very relaxed about the fact that Moreno's uh, contract is out is, is up next summer. There's no, you know, you you, you think back to Emery Chan situation and Klopp was talking about you know still hoping to try and convince Emery to stay and I don't you know there doesn't there's no none none of that talk at the moment. You know I think Liverpool seem pretty relaxed about the idea that Moreno will go on a free next summer and, and you know certainly they. They believe that in Adam Lewis they've got someone capable of, of taking that step up. I mean, uh, similar to Grabara and Keller, you know, he's, you know it's, it's still, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's absolutely nailed on that Adam Lewis will be uh, Andy Robertson's deputy next season, just because you know, he's so unproven at, at, the, at the higher level. You know, he's he's, he's got a games like this on on Sunday where I'm sure Jurgen Klopp will be watching whether that's at Giddison or, or at home, you know, these, these are big opportunities for him to, to show to show the manager what he's what he's capable of. You know, from everything I've seen from Adam Lewis suggests that he he's got all the tools required to, to make the step up. Um but, you know, it's that's that's his challenge again from, from now to the end of the season because you know, he should be licking his lips because for a lot of young players they may be maybe look at Melwood and look at the depth of talent Klopp's got and think, oh God, how am I possibly going to squeeze my way in with with, with those those players for company? But you know, certainly for Lewis, with knowing full well that Moreno's contract is up, 
and that Liverpool will be looking for um, for an, another left back as cover for Robertson. You know that that should be all the motivation he needs. You talk about that competition at first team level at Melbourne. I suppose Curtis Jones knows all about that. He, he impressed everyone, didn't he, with the way he performed on the uh, American tour in the summer. But so far, he's not made the you know maybe had the chance to impress again for the first team. But he is only very very young. I think he was only with the England under 18s this week. Would just uh, demonstrates how how much time he's got he's got for himself. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, with with Curtis Jones, it's, it's just a case of having to be, be patient, isn't it? I think he was a bit unfortunate with the way things happened this season. You know, I think I think if Liverpool had, had drawn, been drawn against, say, a League Two team in, in the League Cup, I think we'd have probably seen him make his debut. Um, you know, similarly, if they'd got past Chelsea and, and drawn a lower League team, I wonder whether he might have made his debut in that one. But as it was, you know, I, think, I, think, I think he was on the bench that night, didn't get on. Obviously, it was a very narrow game. Liverpool went out, and um, you know, I think probably he'll be looking now and thinking the third round of the FA Cup. You know that that's that's probably the the next target for him in terms of when he he realistically might be able to, to convince Klopp that he's he's worth a debut. But yeah, he's he's got time on his side, hasn't he, Curtis Jones? I think you know, obviously I've been covering the UEFA Youth League games this season, and he. He shines like an absolute beacon at, at that level. You know, he's uh, got so much ability, and his time will come. I've got no doubt about that. But um, but yeah, it's he's just going to have to sit tight. And I think in, in the short term, I think I don't think he's one where you look at and think he needs to go out on loan. I think I think in his situation, I think just just training at Melwood on a daily basis with with, with those class players around him will, is, is kind of all the help he needs at the moment. You've been covering the first team and the, the academy teams for a number of years. When you're watching the younger teams, can you tell uh, that player who's got that little bit of spark? Is it a bit of arrogance, maybe? You know, is, is Curtis Jones cut from that same kind of cloth? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, you, you, it's that kind of. <laughs> I think it's funny because when you speak to staff at the academy, they always talk about what a fine line it is between you, you, you want a young player to believe in themselves and, and to have that kind of arrogance on the pitch um, and, and that belief to go and express themselves and not worry about you know the consequences at times of maybe losing the ball or whatever but you know, the other side of it is you don't want them to be too cocky <laughs> and too arrogant and, and too full of themselves and um, you know it, it tends to be the ones who get that balance right who are able to, to make that leap um, to Melbourne I think you know Curtis Jones would be one who you know he's certainly not not short of self-confidence I think <laughs> He believes in himself, and you know that that probably helped him in a way. Because I don't think he's one of those young players who would go up to Melwood and be overawed by their surroundings and think, "God, you know, that's, that's Mo Salah over there." I think you know, he he will genuinely think, well, you know, "Do you know what? You know, I probably I, I belong in this kind of company." So it, it's just a case of he has to obviously has to back that confidence up with with big performances. But uh, yeah, he, he's doing just fine. I think. Uh, obviously, because of the way the preseason worked out, with so many key players missing, you know, he, he got opportunities probably, probably you know, ahead of schedule in terms of um, you know his, his kind of place in the pecking order. But obviously, you know, I think even then, with the way he was lighting up the preseason games and performing well in front of hundred thousand people, I think I think everyone kind of knew that you know when when the big guns came back, he he would have to sit tight and be patient and. Certainly, in the last, in the, you know, the, last, the first few months of the season, that's that's the way it's worked out. 
you mentioned the under-19s there and the UEFA Youth League. You'll be you'll be in Paris on Wednesday for for the senior match in the Champions League later that evening. But I know you'll be taking in the uh, the younger game. What a season the under-19s slash you know the under-18s are having at the moment. Yeah, they've been in, in fantastic form. I mean, yeah, you've got, got to give Barry Lutus a, a huge amount of praise because uh, you know he had some big boots to fill after Stephen Gerrard left, and um, you know of course he, he's he's lucky to be working with a very gifted crop of, of youngsters but uh, you know you've still got to get the best out of them and, and put them in a system um, that, that works and, he, and he's certainly done that um, I think well they a point behind uh, Everton with a game in hand at, at the top of the Premier Under 18 League and and then in, yeah the UEFA Youth League and they've made pretty serene progress you know, but for the ridiculous goal they conceded in deep into stoppage time in Naples when there was at least two if not three balls on the pitch and they, they would have had recommend any Liverpool fans listening to this to, to get get along to the Napoli game it'll probably be won't it the next time they're in action in the UEFA Youth League at home uh, in a couple of weeks time to, to get over to St. Helens and watch them yeah oh definitely definitely yeah yeah. you know it's, it's just it's, it's a shame obviously the way those games are scheduled that, it, that you know inevitably they're kind of two three o'clock in the afternoon which you know obviously isn't ideal for for people who have, have got work and everything but yeah and, you know they are they, they are they are an absolute Joy to watch that and the under 18 stroke 19s team and um, yeah, when you, you know the firepower they've got with, with you know the, the likes of Bobby Adekanye and, and Rafa Camacho and see Bobby Duncan and Paul Glatz all at that level, Curtis Jones, Adam Lewis. It's um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of talent coming through there. Um, you know, obviously they've all got a got a big 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 job on their hands to make to make that leap to, to Melwood and force their way into Klopp's plans but um, they're doing everything right for for Barry Lutus at the moment and uh, yeah hopefully they can get the point minimum that they uh, well that's the most they need over in Paris to win the group and and then the pressure will be off when when Napoli come come over to St Helens in a couple of weeks James thanks very much for having for your time mate cheers You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.